Ladies and gentlemen, welcome in to Podcast Room 303. Introducing one co-host with more nuggets than Chick-fil-A, Nick Morahan. Executive producer until we find someone better, Eric Washington. Nobody really knows what he does around here. Nevada Putnam. And now, the single greatest thing to happen to hosting in history, Jermaine Antonio Colon Mendez. On with the show. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome into Podcast Room 303, episode 235. I'm your host, Jermaine Mendez, and this is my co-host, Nicholas Morahan. On today's episode, we'll be getting into Pop Culture Pick'em, top five favorite things of 2023, head-to-head. We'll review the NFL season. We'll preview the NFL playoffs. And without further ado, how are you doing this evening, Nick? Uh, I'm doing good, man. I I got my – for the podcast – this is what I hate about – for my podcast today, I got straight from BMW World in Munich, Germany. Uh, I got my BMW Welt hat on. Um, I've been getting really into European sports lately bike riding tennis like the ones that we don't take seriously here so i think i think European, I, I think like as you get into soccer and hockey right i i think as you get older you develop a love for european sports like european like recreational european sports that you can do like bike riding golf tennis because we're not big we're not that big the europeans go crazy about golf yeah i mean it's pretty big here now though I don't know. I feel like golf is pretty big here. Tiger Woods was like instrumental in that, though. Yeah. Now Nike dropped him. I know. RIP, 27 years. 27 years, only $500 million in endorsements. If I were to tell you, Tiger Woods is a billionaire, obviously one of the three athletes to become a billionaire. How much of his billions, percentage-wise, was made off of tournament money, golf money, golf earnings? Not much. I wouldn't say. I would say 15%. Less than 10%. Oh. Do you know where he makes a lot of his money in? China. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> <laughs> he is a investor in a chain of luxury resorts and hotels. He's one of the main investors in that. Or Which... I, I, I guess not investors because you and I can be an investor. I think he fits into the benefactor category maybe. Donor. I don't know. Yeah. What chain? Uh, I don't remember what it's called. It's just like a chain of luxury resorts. And now he has the pop golf, right? Not pop golf. Yeah. Pop shot. Pop shot. Pop shot. Let's see. Uh, They have one in Phoenix. Have you been to one? Oh, it's just a group. I have not been to one. Excursion. Oh, excursion. That's very, (laughs) that's very European of you. Speaking (laughs) of European sports. All right. Oh, here I go. am a victim. All right. I know no, that I don't no, say I'm not. a victim. I'm no, a victim. Of... I'm a victim of price gouging <laughs> due, <laughs> due, <laughs> due, due to Lionel Messi. Lionel Messi has pers- if you've been hurt by Lionel Messi, <laughs> call the number below. <laughs> You're um, out of control. So DC United. Uh, played Inter Miami last year, but they played Inter Miami in Miami, so I didn't get a chance to go. So this year, got really excited. Even signed up for the DC United pre-sale for tickets, thinking 
I'll, I'll, I'll float a little bit of money. I'll, you know, I, I got a little bit of scratch, not a lot of scratch, but I got a little bit of scratch to go see Messi play. It'd be pretty cool to, to go see him in person and, and Busquets and Alba and uh, now um, what's his face? Bitey boy, uh, Suarez. Bitey boy. <laughs> and so, you know, I, the, the pre-sale starts today. So I log on. Oh my God. And it's all DC United uh, tickets offered on the pre-sale except for inner miami so there's two ways that you can buy inner miami tickets to the dc united and it's kind of genius from the marketing team so you can either take your chances on the secondary market Ticketmaster, vivid seats uh stub hub uh tickets for that were going at a minimum of 350 dollars. by the way that's for one person for the nosebleeds for yeah for the the worst seat in the stadium the the, the cheapest ticket was 350 bucks right? Or DC United says, if you don't want to play secondary market prices, and who does? You can either, four options. One, get a full season ticket package for all 17 MLS games at DC United, and we'll throw in, well, 16, right? Play for 16, we'll throw in Inter-Miami for free. Thank you, DC United. Get how an benevolent. Eight, how very benevolent of them. Get an eight-game package, uh, an eight-game season ticket package, basically a, a, a half season. We'll throw an inner Miami for you. So it becomes nine. Buy a suite at the inner Miami game and we'll, and we'll give you the tickets. How, how benevolent Uh, or get group tickets to the inner Miami game. But you also have to buy group tickets to another DC United home game. So those are the four ways you can not get your DC United tickets on the secondary market. Okay. Inner Miami. I think it's genius. Yeah, I mean, I honestly don't really see, like, the negative of, like, you know what I mean? Like, buying a season ticket package. Dude, you know I, mean? like, I have so you many. Can sell the tickets, too. I have so many shit teams in my life <laughs> that I just can't take another one. And I just don't think I could sell the tickets for DC United. I, I don't mean, think you, there's. You can get some money back, couldn't you? Yeah, but is it, like, under the value of what I'm getting? Yeah, probably. Like, let's say, let's say you pay a thousand dollars. So, so season tickets for two are season tickets, right? So, season tickets for per person for standing room are five eighty. If you want the cheapest seat, it's eight hundred. So about oh, yeah, you know, it's not that cheap at all. Yeah. So sixteen hundred for two people. Because obviously, you're not going to DC United games by yourself. So you're just not going. And just not going. <laughs> so you're just yeah. not seeing Messi, is what you're so, Yeah. So essentially, I'll, I'll maybe I'll meet him on the street. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, you know, or you could just have another bad team. You know what I mean, dude? I you don't have any good ones, so might as well keep well, the trend. Oh, there's one good one. Well, and, uh, and I mean, what are what are they right now? They're first in the division. First in the division and in the Western Conference. Second in the conference, I second. think. Let's see. I haven't I haven't, I don't usually look at the top of the standings right now. <laughs> that's, not, that's not really where I hang out. That's not like my uh, cup of tea. <laughs> they're second in the central and uh third in the in the west. Second in the central Winnip- behind Winnipeg Jets, by the way. Dallas? Who called who called that? Uh, dude, I wanted to call the Jets last. Year. I think we did. Didn't we didn't we call did Winnipeg we? Jets? Let's let's go let's go to our uh, NHL here handy dandy tracker right 
Oh, maybe I don't have a fucking tracker here. I don't know. Oh, they're all gone. I don't know what happened to them. Archive? That's pop culture big. Well, okay. well, because I don't have the data available, I predicted it. So we predicted it. <laughs> We predicted. <laughs> Let that be stricken from the record. And we, and we no don't. And we don't. We don't have enough listeners to prove us wrong. <laughs> if you are listening um, and you remember that NHL episode, did I predict that? I think I did. And if not, text me directly. You have my number if you're listening to this podcast. That's funny. But if you don't, hit um, me oh up on man. hit me up on the socials. Yeah, Winnip- Winnipeg's doing pretty good. What about right. what about you? What what if what, what's what's how are you, Jermaine? I feel like we never ask that. You always ask how we're doing. We never ask how you're doing. <laughs> it's how by design, doing? my friend. It's I by know. design. I know. Uh, no, I'm doing good, dude. I'm doing good. I don't really have any complaints. Uh, one one check off the off season checklist. The Cubs got. Oh, I'm, the I'm dream not even, off season checklist. I'm, I'm not even going to try to say his name. His first name is Shota, and after that, I'm uh, Imangaga. I thought it was Imanaga. Imanaga. Sure, that sounds way better than the African name I just pronounced. <laughs> but snagged him away from the Dodgers. You're going to re-sign Cody for, eh, I'd say, one, one, eight, 190, 195. If you have to pay him 200, do it. I So, okay. Uh, all right. So, so for those of you who don't know, set the stage. We're talking about the Chicago Cubs. Big Cubs fan here. I have a dream offseason checklist. I was I asked for an ace or a starting pitcher, and next to it I had uh, Snell, Monty from the Texas Rangers, and then a Japanese arm, right? Just any of the Japanese arm. I probably should have put Asian because there were some Korean arms also floating around, uh, you know. But the the Padres are. But the Korean but the pre capitals. but the you 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 what you meant by that is a premier arm, and the premier arms were Japanese pitchers, for sure. And and then so re-sign Cody Bellinger since we rehabbed him. I don't I don't like the idea of rehabbing him and letting him walk and someone else paying and reaping the war, rewards from get, for getting him back to a three hundred hitter, aka the Yankees. Yeah, which <laughs> he was tied to for the longest time, but now it's, Giants. It's, yeah, and the Giants might actually do it now that we got Shota. Um, right. So and then it was one of Matt Chapman or Reese Hoskins. You know, one of the hot corners. And then it was Hater and two bullpen arms just to eat innings. Not like – I'm not asking for Andrew Miller of the mid-2010s. You know what I mean? Yeah. What a dog. God, that guy fell God, off. God set, God set up, man. Bro. <laughs> Except for when God called timeout. <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> you fuck. He was, he was getting too bum. hot. He was getting too you hot. Bum. I keep yeah. for, I, I, the funny thing about that World Series is I keep forgetting that Trevor Bauer was in that World Series, but he wasn't because he sliced his finger with the drone. Do you remember that? Which Trevor one? Bauer didn't pitch in the World Series. Oh, yeah, because he, he sliced his finger he, with the drone. The drone. Yeah, God was looking out, dude. <laughs> he really was. God, God was looking out for sure, bro. <laughs> so, you got, so you got a Japanese arm, a, a premier pitching arm, right? I think right. you're gonna get Reese. Reese Hoskins has been I and, and keep in mind the, the MLB market this year has been the trend that we've seen at the last couple of years. Don't let the Shohei and the Japanese posting, like the Japanese posting stuff, sway the common man from believing the MLB free agency 
The owners don't want to pay players what they're worth. So it continues to drag on because players say, hey, there's a natural step up as the luxury tax goes up. We want to be paid with the luxury tax. And owners keep either wanting to stay the same or go back. Because Cody Bellinger is probably worth $260 million. In a simulation market, right? Which is what MLB trade rumors, where I'm getting my stats from, does. They basically say, hey, based on other contracts we've seen for guys who are around Cody Bellinger's career war, last season's war, and performance, he should be worth $260 million. He's not getting that. He's the Cubs won't even pay him two at this point. Is what is what some of the reports you're seeing, right, Jermaine? Oh man, yeah. The so I I don't know. I can't corroborate this part of it, but apparently the Ricketts are opposed to handing out long term deals like that, like ten years, something, something, something. They're they're opposed to handing those deals out. Not sure why you got into baseball because that's that's where baseball lives. Baseball lives in those 10 years, those seven years, those the, you know tying players into really bad contracts for a long time. That's baseball. <laughs> Pretty sure sport. Babe Ruth is still getting paid by the Red Sox. <laughs> yeah, he, he gets paid on Bobby Bonilla Day. But yeah, so we they we don't value him at 200 million, so we don't want him there. Uh, they're looking to sign him to shorter a shorter deal so he can go back out into the free agent market and get paid again. Um, you know, it, it's looking like the hardball might work. I am concerned with the Giants now. After snaking Shota away, I can see reciprocation in kind. They're just going to throw the money at Cody Bellinger. They've been trying to throw money at people for ages, right? Carlos Correa got paid by them. Aaron Judge got paid by them. They offered Shohei and Yoshi uh, the same amount of money. They're pissed, uh, by the way. They cannot be thrilled. I don't know. Is the candlestick really the 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 thing that's keeping them back? Is it still candlestick, by the way? <laughs> no, it's it's. I I do love shout out, by the way. Shout it's, out. I think it's it. It was AT and T last I last I knew of it. But let's oh. see what it is now. It's Oracle Park. That's where we're both wrong. <laughs> Damn, dude, you dead named two dead names ago. Does that make it okay? <laughs> I almost said to you, I almost said, no, it's not candlestick, it's three rivers. And then I was like, wait, no, that's not that's not what it is. It's a complete other side of the country. That is uh completely bonkers, my guy. Yeah, that's it's, that's it's Oracle Park because Oracle owns every stadium in that area. But all right, let's let's kill the MOB talk, wrap it up with a nice little pretty bow. The Cubs are ex- were reported yesterday to be w- one of the, you know, more forward-leaning free agent teams, you know, for the next five weeks. And they hit it off by sign. Well, I haven't seen the deal come through, uh, so yeah. You, but we, everyone's we, reporting we that we won't. For, we won't for a little bit. We won't. We won't see it come through for a little bit. Everyone's reported that Shota's coming. They're already sending out what the Cubs' new starting rotation looks like. I can't be mad with the starting five we have. Yeah, I wouldn't be. Uh, So it's James Talley and Kyle Hendricks, right? Mm -hmm. Those are our three and four. Uh, Justin Steele, I was pushing for him to win the Cy Young. He didn't get it done. And then Shota as the number two. And then we have Javier Assad, right? Yeah. 
our prospect coming up left-handed. I believe he's a left-handed pitcher. I'd have to double check that, but there, some people are floating around the idea of the Cubs uh, might trade for Dylan Cease. I mean that, yeah, I, I, I think they got a great team going on right now. I mean, they won 83 games last year. They were very unlucky. I, I, I think they, you know, you, you probably have to see them near the, near the 90 win mark this year with the moves they've already made. Obviously I still think they're going to re-sign Bellinger. And then, like you said, make a move at one of the corners and who's to say if they don't throw some money at, at, at another reliever, a, a, another middle innings guy, the, the thing is, and, and the great position that the Cubs are in before we move on from it is the Cubs have four proven starters. Now three proven starters, and a Japanese ace who, when has a Japanese ace? Like, people always like to say, we don't know how he's going to perform. Well, Tanaka was good. Uh, Daisuke Matsuzaka was good. Uh, you know, every Japanese pitcher that's come out has been a serviceable MLB starting pitcher. I'm talking 180 to 220 innings a year, 30, you know, 28 to 32 games started. Like, that, that's all that you want, like around four ERA. That's all you want out of your pitcher. And if he's not good, the guys you just named can be your one through three. If he figures out the MLB and he's your four guy, I'll take that any day. Shit, I'll take that on the Rockies. He'd be an ace on the Rockies right now. <laughs> but it, it gives you the leeway to try out guys at that five, right? Hey, do you have a reliever that used to be a starting pitcher, right? That's kind of the role John Lester took. When you guys won a World Series, right? Lester wasn't really the the main guy, right? Like, oh no, sorry, not Lester. That's a role that Arietta kind of took with the Cubs, right? That kind of four or five guy who who moves to the bullpen. That's it's it's the move that revolutionized Ryan Dempster's career from a middle bullpen guy to a a starting pitcher. It's it, you can play around with it with young guys and, and everything like that in that spot. I think they're in a really good position. And not to mention we signed Craig Council, so and yeah, and swept Craig Council out from the only team in the division who was a threat, who un, who I think underperformed last year, or, or sorry, who I think would have underperformed last year if it not for Craig Council. Because I can't <laughs> in, in my like, you know I we make all these models. I can't factor in manager performance into my model. I wish I could. I don't know how to factor it in. Good managers are worth X number of wins. Bad managers are worth X number of wins. I'm sure I could figure it out. I sent you an article with some stats to look at, but yeah. I don't think you did. So, Yeah. <laughs> well, it's like Craig Council is worth like three wins. It was the old question we asked. Hey, when Alex Cora comes back to the Red Sox, <laughs> what does Alex Cora buy the Red Sox in terms of wins? Is that three wins, right? Over the average I'd, I'd say a good manager is worth three wins. Minimum. Right. Obviously from there you can have some variance and also like roster matters. Like if you have a good roster, you can get maybe six wins out of that roster. Like if it's an average roster, maybe you get four wins, you know, all that stuff. And like you said, we don't really know how to quantify. We just know managers matter. Right. <laughs> That's true. Ask the San Diego Padres from last year. Right. Like Bo Melvin lost that locker room. Josh Hader refused to pitch back to back games. Like it was all bad. Um, and so now the Padres are revamped that whole attack, but I think we've kind of touched enough on, on major league baseball. Let's go ahead and get into the 2023 head to head review. So Eric went ahead and wrapped up the 2023 betting slate for us, our head to head. Um, I think we got a total of, uh, uh, it's gone now. 
yeah, I was trying to see how many bets we had. So 54 plus 93, So it looks like we had 147 between, uh, you know, because we did one for the first few weeks last year. So we should have a little more this year. But uh, I'll share the screen here. I went – actually, we'll do it in – let's see. What, do you remember what order it was? I think you were last. So Nick went 44, 102, and 2, minus 22.1 units. Hell, yeah. <laughs> but, but, <laughs> all right. So what I, want the people to, what, what I want the people to look at is since we started going big, you're not going to see small numbers in there, right? There's no – in the end of the year, there was no small potatoes, right? Since since the sixteenth, right? Nothing below twelve hundred, right? We're, we we didn't end the year. There's no small potatoes in that, right? All these other guys, small potatoes, right? Jermaine playing it conservative, small potatoes, small potatoes. Nevada playing it conservative, small potatoes, small potatoes. Everything was plus money, sir. Small potatoes. That's are you? That's, that's look all. at you. You I, by, by the way, by the way, speaking as Jermaine goes through this, I gotta let you know for the twenty twenty four head-to-head data, I kind of had to back off from just sending ludicrous bets because I was just sending ludicrous bets at the end of the year. Oh, I was hoping that I was, I, I wasn't even trying. I, <laughs> I, I literally was just like, Oh, I think I like that. And I sent it. I, I gotta, I gotta get some sort of strategy. Hey, if yeah. anyone listening knows any sort of strategy I should follow, go ahead and hit me up. Uh, but yeah, so Nick's Nick was fourth place. Like I said, 44, one Oh two and two minus 22.1 uh, units. Longest win streak was five. Longest losing streak was 20. Ended the year a, on a 16. Also had a 16-game losing streak. So it could have been longer. We just had to close out the mm-hmm. register. Yeah. Uh, as far as, um, you know, best sports for him to bet on, it was MLB at 15 and then nothing else really. Uh, so stick to Major League Baseball, Nick. But we're kicking right. it. We're, we already kicked it off. We're already up eight units to start the year. Yeah, we're going to get into 2024. If you would let us wrap up 2023, we'll get into 2024. I promise. <laughs> I, pro- I promise you can talk about the bet you hit. <laughs> All right. Third place was Nevada, 49.95 and one, minus 16.3 units. His longest win streak was seven. His longest losing streak was 10. His biggest hit was plus 800, Archangelo to win. Uh, and Nick's biggest hit was plus 900, Rom to win. So Nevada had NHL 17, he had MLB 8, and he had NFL 7. Those were his uh, three biggest categories. Eric came in second place. EPE went 50, 97, and 0, minus 9.5 units. Longest win streak was uh, 5. Longest losing streak was 12. His biggest hit was an NBA parlay at plus 700. Uh, oh, it's all the legs. Yeah. And I'm not going to call out the legs. He went, <laughs> holy shit. Eric won 23 NBA bets. Damn. Good my guy him. is, my guy is going to clean up NBA. That is 23 is a lot. 23 uh, when the season started when? Well, the, so he had Mark, I mean, oh, he had true, Jan, true, January true. through, you know, June. True, true, true. Uh, but he also had eight in the NFL and then everything else is not worth mentioning. And then. <laughs> Uh, so that was the silver medalist. Uh, Nick did not podium. And last but last but not least, the gold medal winner, the winner of the 2023 head-to-head was none other than Jermaine Cologne Mendez. Stick that in your pipe and smoke it, Nicholas. 
slow and steady. I was, I don't think I was ever really in the lead that long at any point in time during the year. I just kept doing yeoman's work. I kept coming to the plate, having good at bats, fouled some balls off, took it yard, World Series win. Uh, Yeah, I mean, I I think here's the thing, man. I I think you were a 250 hitter during the season, right? I think you were a Kyle Schwarber, right? Don't you dare compare me to my boy. God bless that, man. I, I think you were a 220 to 250 hitter during the year, but you know what? When it mattered, and and come playoff time, and 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 when the when the rubber met the road, that's when that's when Jermaine stepped up to like a 270, 280 hitter. I did have to go on some streak and hit some pretty big bets to 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 piece it together here. So <laughs> I was able to succeed. That is for goddamn sure. I went fifty three ninety three and one minus four units. So not only did I win uh, most bets. I also won, uh, you know, most units. So that's just a double whammy for everyone. The the, the, the reign of Ruxin begins. Uh, my biggest hit was, oh, sorry, my longest win streak was six. My longest losing streak was nine. I'm shocked it wasn't longer. <laughs> yeah. he, he said humbly. The losing streak is what I'm oh, shocked. Oh, the losing streak. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> nine? I thought it went on a real cold streak for a while. Like, I couldn't pick a winner. Uh, biggest hit was plus 824, uh, anytime touchdown parlay. Uh, so NFL, I, so I was, I was actually pretty good, uh, cross sports. I had NFL 11 and NBA 11, and then I had UFC 10. Uh, but you know what? One thing I could probably, we could probably go through and look at it is like, how many UFC bets did I, I put a lot of UFC bets though. But like, how many? What was the percentage, right? So I have, I hit a golf bet. <laughs> I don't remember. The That's golf. bonkers. I don't remember hitting a golf bet. Yeah. So shout out EPE for going through it, uh, taking care of all this head to head, getting all those stats. My man uh, put together uh, put together a wicked uh, a bit of information for that. So, and he's even prepared this for us. <laughs> to, Oh my goodness! <laughs> so he's gonna track parlays now. Jeez. Oh man, we're gonna we're gonna know how bad we are on another level. Yeah. <laughs> so let's, be another level. <laughs> I'm I'm cons- see the more data you get isn't always better because you may just find out you really do suck that bad. Right. So let's go. Let's go ahead and get into the 2024 head to head. So because Nick desperately. Oh, that's the data. Oh, look at that. That's fancy. All right. So Nick. Um, so we've already been through one week. Nick desperately wants to discuss his, his hit. So let's, we'll start with Nick. Nick is one of two people to get a winner. So, uh, so I had, I went 0 and 3. Uh, you could see this ridiculous every game Sunday slate for the NFL lost. Uh, Chris Olave didn't get over a hundred yards. That was pretty devastating for that parlay. (laughs) Uh, at plus 1000, I was, I thought I was going to start off, right. He was playing real well, got the touchdown, right. The touchdown was the concerning part. Mm -hmm. Uh, turns out I needed an alt line. And then my anytime touchdown parlay was cooked by Travis Etienne and Mm -hmm. the Jacksonville Jaguars. So currently I'm and three minus three units, Nick, um, I'll let you go through it. You want to, you want to talk about yours? Yeah. So NBA is back on the menu. We fired the NBA model up. It spit us out of three team parlay, the Hawks, the Raptors, the Pelicans. I mean, all birds, if you think about it and totally disregard Toronto's logo, 
um, plus 1,084. That hit. Missed an, NBA, missed an NFL parlay pretty bad. Uh, and then got screwed over by New England, right? Jets That's have on not, you. Jets have not beat New England in Foxborough since like 2006. Yeah, but this was not the New England team to back. And it's the Jets. You, you had the perfect Jets team to back here. No, no Jets team. Good defense in the snow. And then I just wanted to say, I just want to say, Jermaine, I watched my first Man United game of 2024, and I think of the 2023-2024 season, right? When they played Wigham Athletic or Wigham United, whatever they are. Man United should have won that game, like 6-0. They cannot finish. We haven't been able to score in ages, my man. Rasmus Holland or Hovland, Holland. However you say his, his I think name. it's like Hoy, Hoyland. Hoyland. Hoy, Hoy, Hoyland. I'm not even. I'm just kidding. Is the reason that Denmark will never make a Euro or a major international tournament. He hit, <laughs> He had wide open. He had three wide open chances at goal and missed all of them. Two off the crossbar. One, he just looked like he's never played soccer before in his life. <laughs> so the club we bought him from actually was so eager to get rid of him because they think his brother's better and that this was part of his problem. And then sure enough, it's only just exasper- exacerbated. Exacerbated. It's masturbated the problem. Yeah. <laughs> at Manchester United. But uh, Nick went one and two, and he's plus 8.84 units on the year right now. And just uh, er- the NHL parlay, by the way. Boom, boom. Okay. Yeah, that'll be next week, sir. It, we, you, you, Look, we've done this for 52 weeks. There's no excuse for you to not know how the flow goes. Boom, boom. <laughs> uh, Eric had, let's see, he had an English Premier League parlay and two football parlays. He went 0-3. He's minus three units. Um, and Nevada went 1-2, and two, shockingly. Uh, I didn't know someone else hit. He had William Nylander over one and a half points. Didn't hit Seattle money line. Uh, sorry, NFL parlay. Oh, sorry, NHL parlay. That one lost. And then he took the Baltimore versus Pittsburgh under, which looked like an absolute no brainer. <laughs> yeah, great. No Lamar Jackson. Like that's an instant under. Yeah, Pittsburgh ain't gr- driving rain too. Pittsburgh ain't scoring 20. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) so uh, that wraps up the head to head. Let's go ahead and get into our pop culture pick. So today's uh, uh, top five favorite things of 2023. And this is to not, not to be confused with our year in review episode. Uh, We had, you know, we took care of the year in review and, uh, those are for pop culture topics. This is more personal related. So uh, Eric couldn't join us today, so he will not be partaking. Anyways, I have the first pick. So I am going with Padres game with my folks. They win? Uh, no, I don't think they did. <laughs> what, a, what, a, what a great stadium Petco Park is. Oh, it's great. And the best part is my, my mom doesn't like sun, apparently. I mess with her all the time. And we had, like, the perfect awning shade. But, man, it was cold. There was, like, a breeze in there. I was like, man, I'm going to go stand in the sun. Right, no doubt. A beautiful stadium. Uh, I'm going to go with number one, uh, meeting my girlfriend. You guys have heard her mentioned a couple times. 
she's super dope. Boo! No one wants you to be happy. Uh, she didn't. She didn't want me to mention it. Um, but uh, <laughs> she definitely did not. But I don't. I don't have to listen to what she has to say. And I'm looking in the other room. When she's <laughs> is she listening? Is she listening? Yes, dear. Um, second one. <laughs> I'm gonna go. Uh, getting rid of my BMW X1 uh, <laughs> because that car was a piece of shit. The, you did so you did get rid of it. The eight I got I got a dealership to pay me eight thousand dollars for that car. Wow! Listen to BMW the words that are coming out of my value, mouth. Huh? Listen to the words that are coming out of my mouth. The brakes didn't work, and they paid me eight thousand dollars. I had well, to pump I, the brakes to get them to stop. It's pretty easy to fix brakes, though. No. It's, like I, 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 I can fix brakes. Not this car. <laughs> you you fi- I, I took this car in once because it was having trouble. They fixed the engine, and a week later, the brake pads, like the brakes broke. <laughs> they fixed the brakes, and then the rear axle started making a grinding noise. You just had to have a BMW. Couldn't get a Kia. You had to have a BMW. So ridiculous. Now I have a Mazda. That's not going to be one of my favorite things of 2023 because my, my Mazda also sucks. <laughs> but you know what my Mazda has? Brakes. Cheap maintenance. <laughs> yep. That's good <laughs> enough for me. Uh, so the second one, I didn't even write it. Getting rid of BMW, BMW X3, right? One. X1? But, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what it was. It's gone. It can't hurt me anymore. <laughs> That's not true. <laughs> You're about to wake up with cold sweats like it's nom. <laughs> uh, so I attended two weddings last year. Uh, all my friends are getting married and I'm still single. RIP me. Uh, my friends' weddings. <laughs> Times two. Look, man, if you don't like going to weddings, I don't know what to tell you. I have literally never had a bad time at a wedding. I, I yeah. like, I don't know. Maybe I'm tripping. Maybe I just have had luck. Uh, and you know, but I always have fun. I dance my, I shake my tail feather and I wet my whistle and then I lay my head down and, and remember it all the next day and forget your takeout in the, at the hotel front desk. Uh, sir, you forgot the takeout. I ordered, you had to fly. That was the rule. Yeah. Well, <laughs> should have not let me go to sleep. We spent like two hundred dollars on outrageous un- amounts of on money. uneaten Uber Eats because we ordered drunk and couldn't decide. Everything sounded good, so all we all got me and you got each three different items. Yeah, <laughs> and they yeah. were just down in the hotel lobby. I wish yeah. someone would have taken them. Uh, R.I.P. All that food. That was what a waste. Uh, and then, very, and then finally, I'm going with cutting my hair, dude. Cutting your hair. Getting rid of it? Cutting my hair. I got rid of the golden locks, the mullet. Uh, I had fun with it for a while, but I had to to join the the working world again. Um, And to be honest, like, it's so much easier. It's worth it? Oh, I don't miss it for a second. You know what I mean? Like, the other stuff looks cool. Like, braiding it was dope. Like, all that stuff. Like, the maintenance, the work. Like, nah, dude. I'm good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go my third pick. I'm going to go international trips. So went to Germany for the first time, got to see Munich, 
uh, got to see the BMW Museum, got to see the Audi Museum, uh, got to see the Olympic Park, uh, got to go to Japan with the boys, got to see a World Baseball Classic game, got to experience uh, Japanese culture, eat as much ramen as my body could hold. Uh, new Japan new, was a lot of fun, dude. I'd be Japan, willing to go back. New Japan Pro Wrestling. Oh, I I feel like if we I feel if we go back, we got to do like a Korea. We got to do like a Korea or something like that. I've been trying to get us to go to Korea yeah. for the Padres Dodgers. Yeah, and it's, Shohei would be there. Those tickets uh, are impossible to find now. I tried to get you guys to sign up for that like in September. Ugh, I know you did. Um. I can't. Do you know how frustrating it is to hear you say Korea this time? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm not saying now. Um, I, you know, what? I'm gonna go uh, 2023. I had an unexpected NC State season. NC State went nine and four, I think. We've been over this. NC State has winning records. No, almost. no, 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 no. But I didn't expect them. I expected them to go to a bowl at like seven and six. Right. Okay. Okay. Or like a six-win team. I did not expect them to be good. I did not expect <laughs> them. Every this NC State team was exactly the same as every NC State team I've ever seen, except they didn't blow it. <laughs> they just didn't, <laughs> they didn't manage to blow it, and that's why they were nine and four. This wasn't even a good team. Like it wasn't even a great team. They didn't make great plays. They just didn't hurt themselves. But it was just a good. It was like a good season. And it's one of those seasons, and I don't know if you ever had this, in watching a team where you're so in the moment in every game, and you're just like, they're going to blow it here because this is what they normally do. They blow it here. And then you get to the end, and, and every game is like that. But then you look back. I look back on the season the other day, and I'm kind of like, man, that was a good NC State season. Like, we went to I, – also, my buddy and I, Tom, shout out. Uh, are now fi- are on a five-game win streak, knock on wood, of attending NC State games. Five games in a row that we've attended, they've won. Bro, no way. Five really? Games in a row. Mm-hmm. Uh, see, now I can't go. No, now you got to go next year. No, if I go, you're going to lose. I don't care. It's, <laughs> the, the, it's, it's a great time. It's a great time. I just don't want to go to North Carolina. I will go see NC State in Miami. I don't want to go see <laughs> NC State in Miami. What about Why Tallahassee? Not? What about Tallahassee? Can you sit on Tennessee? Tallahassee. Tallahassee. Is that not where Tennessee plays? The ball? No, team? it's where Florida State plays. Oh, Tallahassee, Florida. Tennessee plays in Knoxville, Tennessee. I was thinking Tallahassee, Tennessee. That's on me. We might be. Hold on. They might play in the. Uh, they might play in the kickoff classic. Hold on. 2023. No, I want to see 2024. They might play somewhere in 2024. They will they play somewhere in 2024. Don't don't let me get you wrong. Uh the Dukes may oh in Raleigh. Okay, never mind. They play Tennessee and Charlotte. Would you be open to go in Charlotte? Neutral territory? Neutral territory. Is, yeah. is that neutral field? Yeah. I don't know. I might be able to, I I'm easy to convince. I'm over here uh, acting like <laughs> you are not easy uh, to convince. I'm trying to get you to come out here so much. I will go to DC. You've never invited me to DC. You're always invited. See, you're, that you're, just you, saying you're you, always invited doesn't mean I'm gonna plan the trip to DC. Tell me to come for something. So come for anything. Come to well, hang out. 
for I don't want to go to hang out. I've been to DC a ton. Tell me to come for something. What was Saints? the what was the thing? It was well, I almost stopped. St- I almost stopped red. I almost typed Redskins. Oof. I do think no, but that stadium sucks. That stadium blows. That stadium blows. It's <laughs> the worst stadium in the NFL. <laughs> I have been to that stadium. That's how much I've been to DC. So, <laughs> sorry. The your fourth pick was NC State. NC State just a, a unexpected un- unexpected season. season. Yeah, yeah. NC State unexpected season. Yeah. Too busy talking and forgetting to write. All right, and uh, my last two picks. I'm going Tony Tony Chopper. For those of you who've seen One Piece, you know exactly what I'm talking about. He's my favorite character in One Piece. He's the, he's the ship's doctor. He's a talking reindeer. It's pretty tight. <laughs> and then uh, I'm taking the Jeep Gladiator. So I bought a Jeep Gladiator. So the opposite of Nick. <laughs> I, I uh, bought a Jeep Gladiator. Nick got rid of a vehicle. So it, in order for me to get it, Nick had to get rid of the BMW. Uh, so that's going to round out my top my 2023 list. Wow, is it? Give us a review. Give us a quick and dirty Jeep Gladiator review. Um, honestly, man, I haven't I haven't really taken it through the paces yet. Like I haven't gone off roading because it's a Mojave Desert Trail edition. Uh, I haven't taken the doors off because it's cold. I also want to <laughs> Rhino line it before I do all that. So uh, overall, though, it's a sweet ride. I like the inside of the, of the Jeep. I like the new feel. I love the Freedom T-Top. I love having a truck bed. Uh was one of the reasons why I wanted to get that thing. It's freaking awesome. Okay. So, uh, out of 10. Out of 10, 10 out of 10. I I, I have been eyeing a Gladiator for <laughs> since they brought him back. Uh I just I think all the cars are boring nowadays. Right? Like they're all gelatinous blobs. Like you can't really tell the difference between a, a Camry and a Civic. It's just the same. Like, oh, this one has a curve here. This one has a curve here. It's a four cylinder. You know, there's no character. When you see a Jeep Gladiator, you know that that car has character. The doors can come off. You can you trick it out. It's gonna. Look, it looks nice, right? Yeah. And that's kind of why I'm a fan of the Cybertruck from uh, Tesla. It, it's unlike anything else you've seen. Like. I'm, we we pride ourselves on being innovative species, innovative creatures, and it feels like automobiles have just stagnated to just beyond belief. Like, if you took emblems off of cars, could people tell you whether that was a Toyota or a Honda? Yeah, probably not. I mean, my my thing with cars is that, yeah, there's a lot of really cool concept cars. But the average Ameri- the average person can't afford those really cool concept cars. So I, I would disagree with you. I would say the car market as a whole, those top end exotic vehicles are looking better than ever. Like that's always that's always been the case, though. Right. But they're but they're still coming up with innovative designs. But I can't afford uh I can't afford a a, a Porsche 911 Turbo S GT. Like I, I can't afford but, that. Okay. So but, but, he, but I, I'm talking about I'm talking about consumer. Oh, for right? sure. So, for sure. Yeah. So think about an older Mustang, right? All the way into the 80s, the Mustangs had unique character, every yeah. single one. Even yeah. the 80s, the one that was used in the 30 minutes or less movie with Jesse Jesse Eisenberg. Even the 80s Mustangs had character. And, and then they they're kind of un- indistinguishable now. M- Mustangs oh, and they're, Camaros are oh, ugly now. And, yeah, and the Camaros have these wicked blind spots now, right? But we don't have, like, Chevelles. We don't have those Roadsters. We don't have those sweet Cadillacs. We don't have the the awesome Jaguars that used to come out. Like, 
nobody's trying anymore. Right. For consumer cars. Yes. Yeah. I agree. It's just like, how quick can we get them out? And then, bro, you don't have to get them out every year. Like, if it takes time to make it look new and make it look awesome, you don't have to get it out every year. Yeah. Like, I can't tell the difference between a 2024 Civic and a 2023 Civic. I was really disappointed at the Ford Ranger. The Ford Ranger (laughs) is an iconic car. It left the market in, like, 2012, I think, before coming back. That's an iconic-looking car, like you're talking about. Yeah. It came back, and it's like, oh, that's just a smaller F-150. All right, let's let's get your last pick on this one. Uh, I'm going to go, since since I'm not going to snipe your friend's weddings, because I was at one of them, I think, if if that's the one you're mentioning. Yeah, yeah, see, that was one of them, yeah. Uh, I'm going to say making the Dynasty playoffs with a 6-8 and eight ball club, Bro. including including – just dominating the last week before the playoffs 175 points doing everything i needed to do getting payouts at year end just to make the playoffs is (laughs) uh comical and here's the thing what's so funny is your points four push you above eric so you're in the top division and eric's in the bottom division i was not pleased to be back in the top division i'm gonna let you know uh, I, I thought I could sneak in the playoffs. Eric's Eric's team had nine wins. He had nine <laughs> wins. And his team is in the bottom division. Yo, look out for Eric's team next year. No doubt. My team is in the bottom division, and it is not good. <laughs> you, are, you are not concerned with my team. You're in year two of a five-year plan for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in year two of what the fuck am I doing, dude? You got a lot of picks. You got a lot of picks. But, okay. <laughs> Let me digress. All right. So uh, I had um, Padres game with my folks, uh, my friend's wedding times two, cutting my hair, Tony, Tony Chopper from One Piece and Bada Jeep Gladiator. Uh, Nick had meeting my girlfriend. Gross. Getting rid of BMW text one. <laughs> international trips, NC State, unexpected season, and making the fantasy playoffs at six and eight. Oh, yeah. Uh, Yeah. I mean, you didn't have a six and eight team, though. You know what I mean? Like, that is one thing we can say. Um, But, you know, if you're looking to make some trades, hit my line, Nick. I got Uh, picks. Maybe. Maybe. (laughs) Cooper Cup is gone. We're, we're We're evaluating the rest of the team. But but Cooper Cup is definitely gone. Cooper Cup is gone, huh? That's Cooper it. Cup R.I.P. the homie. R.I.P. Okay, so that wraps up. Uh, that wraps up that pick tracker. So very next thing we got to get into. Oh, little behind the scenes baseball there. Uh, so let's go ahead and get into the NFL season review. I mean, just give us your biggest surprises, biggest disappointments. Just react to the season, sir. Uh, all right. So I'll, I'll, I'll give you, I'll give you a couple of surprises. Uh, the jets still finishing at seven and 10 or uh, sorry. Yeah. Seven and 10. It speaks to the, the character of this jets team that after losing Aaron Rodgers, literally the earliest you could lose him. <laughs> and the fact that they still pulled it together yeah. and, and, and got seven and 10, uh, pretty impressive. Um, let's see what else. Uh, the, uh, AFC North, the first team, first division to have all four teams finish above 500 since 1935. 
it's, it, we've been rooting for that for a few years now. Yeah. And right? I, I, I think we said, I think we did say that three teams will make the playoffs from the, from the AFC North. Um, uh, another surprise. Another surprise. Not really surprised though. The AFC South hates Week 17 or Week 18. They just know how to blow a playoff spot like nobody's business, uh, dude. Uh, and then <clears throat> to follow up that right, <clears throat> Jacksonville chokes the division away. Right. Let's apparently the Steelers are bad. Uh, somebody keeps trying to tell me that Mike Mike Tomlin Steelers is a bad football team, but and they wanted Jacksonville and instead I'm like, how can you say the Steelers are bad if Jacksonville dropped one and six? But that's neither here nor there. That's a, a that's a terrible take. But the Mike Rabel getting fired after knocking the Jaguars out of winning the division is Mike, pretty bonkers. Mike Rabel in the in the six years that he's been a coach in the NFL, twelfth best record. In the NFL, he's been to the playoffs three of those six times. And if you take a look at the Tennessee Titans roster this year, was anybody surprised they didn't make the playoffs? No, they signed DeAndre Hopkins in like the 12th hour, and he's their best weapon. Right. Well, I mean, there's no disrespect to Derek Henry. He's their best pass catching weapon. Right. And and I don't know. I I, I, I don't I don't see the deal. I think it's hilarious that. Arthur Blank fired Arthur Smith at midnight. Like waited for the game to happen. <laughs> Bro, to midnight. do it at midnight? <laughs> at midnight, dude. My man couldn't get him out the building any sooner. <laughs> that was what was shocking about it. Everyone like we knew it was coming, but to not do it business hours is yeah. pretty crazy. That was my takeaway from that one as well, like in the dead of night, you were just like, cut the, just get rid of it. Just get it done. Get him out the way. <laughs> isn't that like, isn't that like you've been, we've been, pod, that, that's like we've been podcasting, right? And then after the podcast, I'm like, you know, I'll do some work. You know, it's, it's, it's 1130 at night, but I, I'll, I'll do some work, right? That's, that's exactly what it's like. Can you imagine that's Arthur Blank? Great... He's, he's going through his to-do list. He's like, well, everything's done except for, well, <laughs> And we're done. I want I want Arthur Blank to have gone right to sleep after sending that. That would have been so funny if he was like, like it's his good night text. He texts like his like he's like, oh good night. He's like he rolls over. He's like good night, sweetie. He's like Arthur Smith, you're fired. Whoop soup. He's like all right. And he just goes to sleep. Yeah, it's yeah. I, I, my I'm picturing Arthur Smith, Arthur Blank already asleep. Yeah. Like he's he's in his rich PJs, right? He's got some sort of like eye mask that reads like Diva Queen or something like that, right? Like he's just in bed, just and he's ATL. sleeping on it. He's sleeping on his back, and his hands are just over his chest like this. Like never had a better night's sleep. But he had his GM. <laughs> he had his GM. Oh, Mike, <laughs> sitting at the office. He said, "Look, look." I don't want you to fire him immediately after the game because we could definitely have done it then. Right. We could definitely have done it then, right? No, I want you to allow this man to fly back to Atlanta with the team. Well, he's probably on the plane when they Cut, Yeah, exactly. No, no, because no. the Saints game was 10 oh, a.m. that's true, here. that's true, that's true. So he flew back, addressed the team, 
sent everyone home for the season, right? Addressed his coaches, sent them home for the season, buttoned up his last little bit as a head coach for that day, like for the regular season. <laughs> oh, Arthur Texas. <laughs> My guy got – oh, dude, just – it's the best thing ever. Honestly, bro, you cannot have four top – I mean, sorry, three top ten offensive drafted players, right? Drake, London, Kyle Pitts, Bijan Robinson, and not use them. Like, what did you expect was going to happen? You were drawing up plays for Kaderil Hodges and Jonu Smith. One of our buddies in the group chat said one of the funniest things about this season I've ever heard, which is – Wow, having those four top picks really opens things up for Johnny Smith, <laughs> bro. Uh, my and and my oh, you go. No, no, that, I was just doubling down with you on that. I was, because, you know, my, I hate the Falcons. My biggest surprise is, or my 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 kind of like biggest takeaway of the season is one: this is a season of backup quarterbacks, but two. There's so many teams right now in the National Football League that are in limbo, right? I'm going to read some of them off based on their records, right? The Raiders, 8-9. and nine. Where do you go with that team? The Broncos, 8-9. and nine. Where do you go with that team? Russell Wilson saga. The Chargers, 5-12. and 12. They have the roster to not be 5-12, and 12, probably 12-5. <laughs> Every Chargers roster ever. Every Eric, Chargers, Eric, yeah. Eric told us, I don't know if it was last week or the week. Well, actually, we haven't recorded it sometime. So, also, welcome back. But Eric told us they were, what, like $35 billion over the cap? Yep. Yep. Uh, Jags, 9-8, and eight, missed the playoffs. Colts, 9-8, and eight, missed the playoffs. Titans, 6-11. and 11. Uh, Giants six and eleven after this the season they had. What do you do with uh, what, what do you? <laughs> they just paid their quarterback and he tore his ACL. What do, you, like... what, do you, what do you do with Danny Dimes? The Commanders just four and thirteen just fired Ron Rivera. Uh, Seahawks nine and eight. The Rams uh, ten and seven. Good for the Rams. I mean, I get get a running back and and see what happens in a Sean McVay offense. Um, they have so many. Their defensive tackle that plays next to Aaron Donald, that may have helped. Yeah. Stud rookie pick this year. Uh, Young, the DN for them, played unbelievably well for them. Uh, Kyron Williams, Puka Nakua, they got all this. McVay's a damn good coach. They hit ceilings, right? They all hit their ceilings, and and that's what you need from a player's coach, right? Get your players to play their best, right? Uh, Vikings, what do the Vikings do? What do the Bears do? What do the Saints do? What do the Falcons do? Right, like th- these are all teams that were like right there, right, right along, right around five hundred. It'll be interesting to see this offseason. What I- I'm not offering predictions right now, but what do those teams do at, at, yeah. at those records? Because some overachieved, some massively underachieved, some are just kind of like we can't rebuild. <laughs> right, we we can't. Shout out New Orleans. We can't Mickey, get a high Mickey draft pick. Lo- Mickey right? Loomis keeps fucking our salary cap up. Right. We're, we're <laughs> right it. at the cap. We can't sign people. We don't have a high draft pick. Yeah. Derek Carr played well to end the season. It's, okay. And speaking of, so I, I, <laughs> the New Orleans Saints. Have you ever seen a team fuck up a 9-8 and eight season on the very last play as badly as the New Orleans Saints did? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's it definitely brought a shadow to the season that I was surprised they were nine and eight with Dennis Allen. <laughs> to be perfectly honest, it it doesn't feel like a nine and eight team. 
But yeah, it, we it, played the easiest record. Remember the record. The fact that the Saints didn't win this division. Look, look. So they played Ryan Tannehill and the Tennessee Titans. He got benched. They played. It's Mister Tannehill to you, sir. They played Bryce Young uh, for number one overall rookie pick. Jordan Love blew a seventeen point lead against Jordan Love in the fourth quarter. That's what cost us the playoffs. Uh, didn't show up versus the Buccaneers and Baker Mayfield. Beat Mac Jones, who probably got benched. Uh, and so we beat some combination of Mac Jones, Bailey Zappi, uh, and the Patriots. Who's a good we, quarterback. He just doesn't have any time to throw. <laughs> Bailey Zappi. I will die on the hill that <laughs> Bailey Zappi has a good arm. He moves in the pocket really well. The problem is, if you're running for your life on 35 pass attempts, you wouldn't play well either. Well, that Mac Jones didn't play well, and everyone's like, oh, he didn't play well, he didn't play well. His rookie year, he played well. He actually had people on that team. Right. right? He had he had pass catchers. Who did Mac Jones have to throw the football to this year? That's that's true. I, I'm just talking how Bailey Zapp hold, conducts himself as a quarterback. No, he, I, I'm He I'm moves agreeing. in the pocket really well. He has a good arm. It just don't help when, when he goes to step up and he's hit by somebody else. It doesn't help when your number one guy is blanketed by the, the corner. Oh, like, oh, believe me, I know. <laughs> You've seen that all year. All right, so we lost to rookie CJ Stroud. We lost to Trevor Lawrence with a bum knee. We made him a running quarterback. We beat Tyson Bajent and the Bears. We lost to Josh Dobbs in an impromptu start against Minnesota. Uh, we what, lost a, a five-day start, right? We, Yeah, exactly. He had just been traded to the team that week. We lost to Desmond Ritter in the Falcons. Then we lost to Jared Goff in the Lions by five. Keep in mind, keep in mind, we lost uh, to the Jaguars by seven, Texans by seven, Bucks by 15, it looks like. And the Lions, the NFC North winners, we ended up losing to them by five in a 38-20, 33-28 game. We beat the Panthers. We beat the Giants. We lost to the Rams. We beat the Bucks, and we beat the Falcons. That is the easiest schedule in football. Yeah. We yeah. went nine and eight and didn't even make the playoffs. We should be ashamed of ourselves. Yeah. All right. Well, give me give me your takeaways from the NFL season. Man, what a what a strange season. I so rookies this year, all positions. I don't know. I, I don't remember the last time I saw so many rookies at so many positions have so much impact. Right? This rookie draft class for D tackles, DNs, corners, safeties, linebackers, tight ends, you know what I mean? Like receivers. The, the two running backs, Gibbs and Bijan, balled out. Like, the, the rookie quarterback, C.J. Stroud, had the best rookie quarterback season ever. <laughs> Shout out the Carolina Panthers. I, I think told, we didn't draft him. I told you C.J. Stroud was the pick, dog. Yo, here's the thing. Anthony Richardson would have been the other pick, right? We forget that Anthony Richardson was drafted this year because he got hurt. Like that's crazy to me, dude. I so that that was my big takeaway. Um, this season showed you who the good coaches were, and 
when if you would ask me at the beginning of the season if Zach Taylor was a good coach, I don't know if I could answer that question. Zach Taylor proved this year that he's a good coach. I would think so. Yeah, that's. And, I mean, that's that's why I didn't list the Bengals on the teams that are kind of in limbo, right? Joe Burrow's healthy. The Bengals probably have more than nine wins, but they have nine wins in a division where every team was at least had at least ten wins. Bro, they had the same amount of wins as the NFC South division winner. And they were, what was it, three games back? Yeah. <laughs> oh, bro, that is, that's bonkers. Uh, you know, and then, I, I don't know, man, really. So, I everyone says it's the year of the backup quarterback. That's fine. But I think offense has regressed. Like, Maybe the backup quarterback situation truly was the issue, but like play calling feels less inventive than it ever has been. Right. You know, schemes are being figured out. Defenses are catching up. Um, Offensive line play. I know I've been saying this the last few years. Might be the worst I've seen in ages. I agree with that. Yeah. Like it's getting worse. So what this is telling me is that, Offensive line in the next few years, we're going to start seeing some dudes come out that are the next, like, you know, Jason Peters, Lane Johnson, Tyron Smith, Jonathan Ogden, Jonathan Ogden, Teron Armstead, Michael O'Hare, shout out the blind side. Uh, You know, like right now it's bad. And, and it's because defensive tackle has become a premier position. And, and also, I really don't – I think we're starting to see kind of another renaissance of pass rushing, right? Whereas you're used to seeing, like, Lawrence Taylor could play linebacker, right? Lawrence Taylor basically invented the left tackle position, right? He made it the highest-paid position on the offensive line and for good reason, right? Then right. you had guys come along, so you had this, this – this, everything is a give and take. Everything is an arms war, Right. Lawrence Taylor created the left tackle position. Then we had these great left tackles. So then you started wanting what do teams have? Oh, let's stack guys on both sides. You started to see the rise of DNs, right? Guys who can go from a a, a three, a, um, what do you call it? A three technique. Three technique, thank you. Guys that can go from three technique, but they're fast enough to get around. Guys like Demarcus Ware, guys like um, uh, Jason Taylor, like like guys that Julius can rush, Peppers, Julius Peppers, guys that Jared could rush Allen. exactly, guys that could rush out of the three technique, but were defensive ends. I think you're now starting to see guys that line up in the same position, right? But now they're standing up as linebackers, and and they're kind of bringing that Lawrence Taylor stuff back. Whereas you didn't, your left tackle d- didn't have to be as mobile anymore because those guys were down in three technique. So if you could have an a mobile uh like like a, a an agile tackle you could beat those you could at least contain those those rushers right yeah but, you could also the, the agile tackles would use their own weapons against them right, right. so because they want to hit you with a combo move that they're going to leverage knowing you and that's the smart like cat and mouse game and using your pass rush ability to get you out of position and allow quarterbacks to step up that's like that's when you know RG3, Cam Newton, they started doing that step up because tackles were 
you creating that opening for them to yeah. exactly they were that horseshoe and that pocket would open and they would step right up hit the hole and take off running so yeah, cuz it, it used to be you didn't want to let the defense get in the backfield right because mm-hmm. that would be done, right? But now you you let them get in the backfield. Use their speed, right? You'll go right mm-hmm. past my quarterback. But now yeah. you're starting to see a kind of – I don't want to call it a regression because that's negative. You're starting to see a move back to this Lawrence Taylor-esque linebacker, except guys weighing more than Lawrence Taylor are running faster than Lawrence Taylor. Yeah, And I, now I, guys I, that set up as offensive linemen, they're saying, oh, I got to block this guy directly in front of me. Or directly on the outside of me. But I know that I can either take him out here or put him inside. Now, guys are just going straight in the backfield and they have enough to come right back. Right? Yeah. That's how quick that, that's TJ Watt's whole game, right? TJ, you can block TJ Watt in the backfield, but a lot of his sacks are hitting the quarterback from behind because he'll get around your block and he'll come. He's fast enough now to hit you from behind. Yeah, that dude. That dude's low drag, high <laughs> yeah. speed. Dude, my guy gets so his like upper torso sometimes feels parallel to the right. ground. It's like he's like this. And <laughs> it, yeah, exactly. I'm like he's bending like this. His torso is parallel to the ground. I'm like, how? And yeah. TJ Watt is the elite athlete. We have we have other guys that high motor. That are doing the same thing, jo- Josh. Uh, yeah, buzzwords. Josh <laughs> Allen from the Jaguars Love. just put together a defensive player of the year season in a contract year. Mm-hmm. Crazy. Trey Hendrickson from the Bengals. R.I.P. Wish he was still with the Saints. We that would fix our pass rush problem. Uh, you have uh, Max Crosby, right? You know, Cam Jordan made a killing out of it. Sh- Shaq Barrett made a killing out of it. Brian Ron Miller. Burns, Brian Burns is doing that up in Carolina. Right. Yeah, Von Miller in uh, in Buffalo, who is probably one of the reasons why Buffalo <laughs> turned it around at the end of the season because Von Miller came back from the ACL when that defense Res- lost resurrected, resurrected his career twice. Bro, that dude, I don't think he needs ACL. Right, I no, he don't need – it slows he, him down. <laughs> he donated him to science. Yeah, it slows and, him and down. But and I think that's kind of you know because I love offensive line play. That's like I get my rocks off watching some some hog mollies. You know what I mean? I love the fellas that are that ain't light in the ass. You know what I mean? Right. And and it's not been good. It has not been good. You you see another thing that it kind of doesn't get talked about is the retirement of those awesome offensive line coaches, right? Yeah. So the Patriots had one. The Steelers had one. Shocker! Stop me if the two of the winningest franchises had an awesome offensive line coach, right? They had a a bunch of these guys depart and we're trying to get these guys back up to speed. And, and when you turn over knowledge, right, you're always going to lose about 2%, right? There's always 2% of knowledge that won't get turned over. And if that keeps happening and that keeps happening, that keeps happening. The hundred percent of 2024 is not the same as the hundred percent of 2010. So, and that's kind of where we're going. It's going to course correct. You're going to start seeing I, – I just saw a post the other day. I don't know if I, I sent, sent it, but like Max Preps posted, and they're probably not going to make it to the pros, right? Let's be honest. But there was like – Oh, yeah, was, the dude running the fucking – the dude running the 200. 
Oh, the big dude. Yeah. Yeah, no, that was – somebody said, like, yeah, but that's not even that fast for – because he ran, like, a, a, a 16 or a 15, 200 meter or something like that. Yeah. I was like, he has 6'7", <laughs> yeah. 380 pounds. Like, that is blazing fast. That's why ESPN has a speed score because they factor in size and weight into speed. That dude's speed score is in the 1%. Oh, yeah. Oh, like, yeah. if that For dude sure. – if someone took him to a track coach and they nutritioned his ass into skinny, I mean, he's – that's Usain Bolt, right? He's competing. <laughs> he's competing for for gold medals like that. That's all. And yeah. Also, for Max Preps, you had these like uh, six eight or taller offensive linemen. Six eight, Nick. Like, and some of them, some of them were taller. You had like seven foot. They were like four hundred and fifty pounds. Yeah. And one of them, one of them played running back. Because you, did. in high school you can't tackle. Right. Them, yeah, in, in high school you just yeah. It's I, I I I also think whereas like in in Lawrence Taylor's day when you, when you had the stand up rusher kind of those outside linebacker positions that, that got invented you had sl- big slow space eating nose tackles and defensive tackles. Now we're seeing guys that defensive tackles can move as much as as good as D linemen and edge rushers. So Athletes. the so the offensive line, you could sign a good left tackle, you can sign a good right tackle, and your quarterback's still getting hit because you're getting a guy like Aaron Donald who's fast and strong, who's blowing up your line in the middle. Because I have, uh, just like you're saying, not only have we seen an absence of those good tackles, the center position is start. Like I, I think this is probably the worst I've ever seen the center position. I do. We have some great centers right now, and I, I'll agree with you on that. The the issue is, is they're not used to seeing that speed and strength right. up the a gap, right? And to you blow up any play, run at the center, the guy who hikes the, who initiates the play. So they're blowing up a gaps. That was the Eagles' whole gimmick last year. That that D line was blowing up the guard center combo, whether it was right or left. They were yeah. just eating people's lunches and they were in the backfield. They didn't have that same success this year, but that a gap blitz is now, you know why it's called the a gap. It fucks everything up. You can't run the football. You're you can't run play action because by the time the quarterback turns around after faking the football off, that big, big motherfucker is in his face about to eat him. Uh, it's like you now the interior offensive line. It's almost like the money positions are are gonna have to move to the interior offensive line. Yeah, and it's yeah. pretty it's it's pretty crazy because typically you hear it's like oh the short arm guys we move them inside because they don't need all they're not gonna have all that room they're not gonna have to contend with that space and it's not like that anymore. Right, it's absolutely not like that anymore. But yeah. Um, we just got into X's and O's that, so X's and O's is going to be my takeaway from the football season. (laughs) You touch base on everything else. Let's go ahead and get into the actual, uh, betting slate for the NFL playoffs. So for those of you who've been living under a rock, uh, the NFL regular season has come to a close. This is the following order for the American football conference. The Baltimore Ravens at 13 and four have the one seed and the buy that you have the Buffalo bills at 11 and six who people wrote them off and said they wouldn't make the playoffs. 
Uh, I think that was me. Uh, Kansas City Chiefs, 11 and 6 at number three. You have the Houston Texans winning the division at 10 and 7. And the wild cards are Cleveland, Miami, and Pittsburgh, 11 and 6 for the first two, and 10 and 7 for Pittsburgh. Uh, they're not a good football team, though. Uh, you just you can accidentally win 10 games. National Football Conference, uh, San Francisco 49ers are 12 and 5. They got the one seed and the bye. The Dallas Cowboys are and Detroit Lions are also 12 and 5. They won the East and North divisions, respectively. And the 9 and 8 Tampa Bay Buccaneers won the NFC South. Then you have the Philadelphia Eagles, 11 and 6, the Rams, 10 and 7, and the Green Bay Packers, 9 and 8, rounding out the field. Um, do you, what's the biggest surprise in the playoffs this year? Um, some good picks. I, I if, ah, man, if if Pittsburgh would have played Mason Rudolph all all like all year, they <laughs> that's a good team surrounding uh, surrounding Mason Rudolph. Mason um, Rudolph, motherfucker, looked like he went to the North Pole and asked Santa Claus for the ability to play football. What happened? How did I he get that? Miles Garrett head hit. He needs to send Miles Garrett. Yeah, thank you, Carl. Yeah, thank you for for anti <laughs> Antonio Browning me. Thank you for improving my play by hitting me. Um, <laughs> biggest surprise in the play. I, 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 I don't think, and, and maybe this is a preview for picks to come, I don't think we've seen the end of Detroit's dominance. I think Detroit is just getting started. I, I think this is a – we talk about three-year plans for good teams. You get to the playoffs. You lose a game. You, you gain the confidence. Hey, we made the playoffs, right? You lose a game, Right. You get to the playoffs again, you win that first game, but then you lose, right? Okay, we're starting to see a de- – and then you go into the playoffs hot. We're seeing a Detroit Lions team that is coming into the playoffs hot and is in year three of that three-year plan. And yeah, it makes teams very, very dangerous. Let's see. Detroit finished on a one-game win streak. Let's see. Last five. Yeah, Detroit in their last so so Detroit uh three and two in their last five. Yep. Three and three in their last six. Basically, Detroit in if if you take out uh actually I'm not taking out any games. In their last four, Detroit is scoring 32 points per game, Ooh. allowing 22, and they have a plus six turnover differential. That's playoff football right there. That's playoff football, right? That's that's how you do it. The only the 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 scariest team right now to me is the Baltimore Ravens. If you remove Baltimore's last game against Pittsburgh, which they played in the rain, we all talked about it. Baltimore. No, they also didn't play Roquan Smith or Lamar Jackson or OBJ or Zay Flowers or et cetera, et cetera. All right, right. Baltimore is scoring forty and a half points per game in their last four. They are allowing eighteen point two points, and they have a plus. Eight turnover differential. And I know people will say, oh, they ran the score up on Miami. Miami is a football team in the playoffs. So beating them 59 to 17 still is, st- is statistically significant. Yeah, but they averaged 40. Right. 59 in one game, they averaged 40 right. all the other games. So that means they were still right. scoring 30, ladies and gentlemen. Like, Also, that's an 11-win football team yeah. with an explosive offense. That that's kind of the team you have to run it up because in two shots Miami can have a 14, 14 points. Oh yeah, 
Uh, and and a couple of teams that I want to apologize to the fans out there who I didn't really believe. Uh, I'll start with the Kansas City Chiefs, right? You want to be hot coming into the playoffs? Kansas City in this offense that we've heard so much about, 20 points in the last four games. 16 points allowed, that's good defense, but a minus four turnover differential coming into the playoffs. Not very good. And then I'd like to issue a public apology to our fellow podcast uh, mate, Eric Washington. Yeah, I said that in the chat, bro. Because the Eagles are awful (laughs) and look awful. 25.8 points coming into the playoff scoring offense. That's okay. Second to last scoring defense behind Miami. 25 and a half points allowed and the worst turnover differential of any team in their last four games coming to the playoffs. That's minus six. Did you ever hear anything on the AJ Brown news? About what? He went down grabbing his knee and then I didn't get an update. I don't know. Uh, My biggest surprise, I'll take one from each division. I'm going to go at it. If you're surprised by Mike Tomlin having a winning record and making the playoffs, go shoot yourself. <laughs> don't actually do that, ladies and gentlemen. That that was hyperbole. Don't don't get all serious with me. Hyperbole. Um, <laughs> is I say hyperbole. It is hyperbole. I'm just saying hyperbole. Oh, <laughs> I, was just, I was like, ah, I thought I, I guess I'm saying that wrong. Look, Houston Texans. It's 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 easy to get caught up with this Houston Texans story. And forget that two years ago they traded Deshaun Watson. Right? Like that's where this franchise to the Cleveland Browns. Who are they playing? (laughs) They're playing each other. If if only Deshaun Watson was healthy, bro. If only. But good for you, the city of Houston, the Houston Texans. You didn't ask for that Deshaun Watson situation. I think you handled it really well, like from an organizational perspective. And when you you sat there, you took your lumps season after season. You drafted best player available, and then you traded Deshaun Watson when the opportunity presented itself. And now here you are with a stud DeAnne and Will Anderson, a stud QB1 and CJ Stroud. You have an awesome wide receiver core. Maybe awesome is a little bit generous. Exciting wide receiver core, a playmaking wide receiving core, right? Tight ends wide receivers their running backs a little lackluster saquon barkley if you if you hear me um and uh I, their defense is good Derek's they got they they have what i like to how i like to build teams you want to star at every level right Derek stingley jr is, is a star in the secondary they have will anderson jr on the d-line they have cj stroud they have uh tank dell nico collins like they got playmakers so Dude, just just from the Deshaun Watson to winning the division and hosting a playoff game, right? They tr- everyone thought it was crazy that they traded it first. They still have a first this year from the the Deshaun Watson trade. They traded their first, which now looks amazing at ten and seven, and it could get it can go down the draft board now. Um, to get Will Anderson Jr. and everyone thought they were crazy for it. But shout out to Miko Ryan, shout out uh, Bobby Slovic. For getting that team humming and running right. Uh, I'm going to be disappointed a little bit for the Texans when Bobby Slowick leaves, but I'll love to see him just as a head coach. That's gonna, That'll be a lot of fun. And I'll take that. The, the, the Texans don't blow you away, right? They're not, they're not going to put up 45 points. They're not going to be a Miami. They're not going to be a Kansas City. What they don't do is they don't beat themselves. 
at all, right? They, they don't have a lot of turnovers, right? Their turnover differential is really good. On the year, they had nine, right? A plus nine turnover differential. That's really good, yeah. On the year, very good, right? Right. They, they were 20th in the league in scoring offense, 16th in the league in scoring defense. But in their last four, coming into the playoffs – Again, they're tenth. They're tenth of the playoff teams. Tenth of fourteen in scoring offense, six of fourteen in scoring defense, and a plus two turnover. Like, I don't think Houston is going to go very far in the playoffs. I th- I think they're going to beat Cleveland, but yeah, just just a testament to to what good teams do, right? Jermaine doesn't think so. All right, give me your other takeaway before we get into before we get an actual prediction. The other the other team. Is the Green Bay Packers? It it, it must be so nice. <laughs> Just go ahead, it, dude. It must be so nice to be a fan of the Green Bay Packers or the Pittsburgh Steelers, and just to oopsie your way into the playoffs. Oopsie, just always a winning season. Always, uh, 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 well, not for the Steelers, but in the Packers' case, they have potentially another franchise quarterback. Like, what are, they oh. have? They have. The, they have the best young wide receiver core in football. And I, when, I, when I say – I shouldn't say wide receiver. I should say receiving core because I'm counting their tight ends. Tucker Craft and Luke Musgrave both look fantastic. Uh, shout out whoever dropped Tucker Craft for no reason into onto the onto the waivers in Dynasty. I picked him up and had a starting tight end for the rest of the year. That, that's pretty crazy. So, look, man. Sometimes you just gotta you just gotta shout out organizational excellence, right? Um, and the Green Bay Packers are are organizational excellence. You know, if the Green Bay Packers didn't exist in that division, you'd be talking about the Minnesota Vikings the same way. The Minnesota Vikings are always competitive. They've all, they always build a real good competitive football team, compete every year. They'd be the same thing. But unfortunately, the Green Bay Packers they just have Hall of Fame QBs which the Minnesota Vikings can't figure out. It's probably because they're always patchworking their team to be competitive, which is a good way to play. But, I mean, Case Keenum almost took him to the Super Bowl. Brett Favre almost took him to the Super Bowl. Like, those ain't exactly franchise quarterbacks in, in the Minnesota Vikings lore. Um, you know, sometimes you just got to shout out the organizational excellence. So, sh- shout out Green Bay. Uh, I'd probably rub a lot of people wrong because a lot of people hate Green Bay. But let's go ahead and get into the actual uh, playoffs here. So, um, oh, I got to stop. Close yeah, I mean, I, I I think that, like, looking looking at the at the playoffs, I, I think the line for Pittsburgh-Buffalo is too high. Right, we'll, 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 we'll go game by game since, since we can just do this uh, now. Again, what I said about Houston, I don't think Houston beats themselves. I don't think Houston makes mistakes. Uh, Cleveland has the fourth best scoring offense coming into the playoffs, looking at the last four games with Joe Flacco at the helm. I just think they have too many turnovers, right? Dude, I'm hitching my wagon to Joe Flacco. And if it's short run, it's short run. But goddamn. Case of beer on this game then? Case of beer, baby. Let's go, dude. I'll hit you. I'll hit you. Whack. Gentlemen's agreement, <laughs> sir. Gentlemen's agreement, bro. And Joe, I'm just rooting for Joe Flacco because how amazing will it be if Joe Flacco makes a run? Yeah. Like, what it like, may, maybe he doesn't make the Super Bowl, right? 
he has the defense to do it. And for some reason, Joe Flacco can throw to the left side of the field now. Shout out Kevin Stefanski. <laughs> Kevin Stefanski should be the coach of the year for that one point. Right. For that, for that one point. Joe Flacco was the antithesis of Mitchell Trubisky. Mitchell Trubisky could only throw to the left side of the field. Joe Flacco could only throw to the right side of the field. And now here we are. Joe Flacco has mastered the art of the whole field. And I, I just can't – I'm not betting against him. As much as it would be awesome to see C.J. Stroud win a, a playoff game in his rookie season and, and make that run, kind of the Joe Burrow-esque kind of run, which he has it in him. C.J. Stroud has a clutch factor gene that most people aren't uh, you know, factoring in. It, it kind of got snuffed out in that Ohio State college football playoff game when Marvin Harrison Jr. got KO'd out the back of the end zone and there was no targeting call that completely shifted Georgia's odds into winning the, the title into clear cut. I thought they were going to lose to Ohio State with Marvin Harrison Jr. I really did. They could not stop him. And, and C.J. Stroud makes amazing throws. And that's one thing we've seen. C.J. Stroud can lead a comeback. You, if you give him the ball with an opportunity to win a ball game, C.J. Stroud has that that Aaron Rodgers, that that uh, Patrick Mahomes, that um, you know the opposite of Justin Herbert. <laughs> yeah, so, the anti Justin Herbert. The, correct me if I'm wrong. Cleveland did not need to play their last game, right? Like I, like no, they were, no, they were they, they had oh. locked it in, so they had locked it in, so that game doesn't count. So, so I apologize. Now, removing that game, Cleveland has the third best scoring offense and the sixth best defense. Still, a lot of turnovers. I will still take the beer bet, but I'm gonna I'm gonna come to Jermaine's side now. <laughs> oh I'm, no, I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm, I'm cooked. I'll send you the beer tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, I, I I I will take the beer bet. I, you know, I. Looking at that, so so what what I did this year is I I took the last four games, so from week fifteen on, and then I removed like week eighteen games that didn't matter, and and I think the Cleveland Browns, like you said, in the last four have just been prolific. Two games of over thirty points. Uh, they haven't allowed more than twenty two. They they're the team you want to see coming into the play, or the team that you don't want to see coming into the playoffs. Um, so yeah, that's 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 about all I gotta say for that. That's about all I gotta say for that. All right, so I have Cleveland, you have Houston. Mm-hmm. What are the bets we're taking on this? Uh oh man, I, I, I actually don't like really anything. I like now. the over. I like the over in this game. It's what two and a half and 44, 44. I, I think I had, it's gonna be short fields. Yeah. Uh I don't want anything in it. Okay. <laughs> Way to go out of the limb, sir. Yeah. <laughs> all right let's go ahead and get into the next game we have the miami dolphins taking on the kansas city chiefs do the dolphins have a shot in this game i think they do right and and, and i'll tell you why right I'll, I'll tell you why the dolphins have a shot and then i'll tell you what i think right um miami coming in uh it, the one thing that i talked about kansas city coming in was what bad turnovers right Negative four turnover differential. That's even after removing their last game they didn't play. The Kansas City offense has not found a way to score. Like, they they, they have, <laughs> have scored 27, 14, 25 points. They've lost the turnover battle and all that. They're limping into the playoffs. They don't look good. Tyreek Hill revenge game. You know, their, def- revenge game. their defense can play, surely. But Miami's explosive offense, who's to say that Miami's explosive offense doesn't expose KC? What are your thoughts? 
I'm betting with defense. I'm betting with championship pedigree and prove me wrong. And I'll accept, I'll accept my, I'll accept my lick. I'm going Kansas city, man. I, I'm not betting against Patrick Mahomes. I'm not betting against Andy Reid. I don't know if Mike McDaniel has, has the, the yeah, the gusto to get it done. Look, to, to win the division, you lost to the Bills 21-14 at home. That's not a good sign going into the playoffs. The week prior to that, you allowed 56 points to the Baltimore Ravens. Granted, they're the one seed, but you're an 11-win football team as well. That's a team you're going to have to beat. You managed 19. In a game against the Cowboys, you won. You only dropped 22. The strength of your team is the offense, right? You only dropped 22. And, and then that, but before that, they, you know, 30 and 0 against the Jets. We know what the Jets' story is this year. RIP Aaron Rodgers. And then they lost to the Titans. The Titans, who were the worst in that, the worst team in the worst division in the AFC. And that team was so bad, they fired Mike Rabel. Yeah. Also, Tennessee beat them in Miami. Yeah, the, the the vibes, the signs are not coming out. The Jalen Ramsey, Xavier Howard combo just doesn't seem to be working. I don't know if they don't have the safety support there or what it is. Uh, they lost their one of their best pass rushers to I think it was Achilles or or ACL around the time Jalen Ramsey was coming back, and I don't think they've recovered from that. I'm go I'm betting with the championship pedigree, so I'm taking Kansas City. Yeah, I mean, I, I, again, I. I made the points for Miami. I don't think Miami beats Kansas City. I want to take Kansas City minus four right here. I think it's a great bet. And I think the under 44, right? I had this game originally at the start of the week. I took under 42, right? The fact that it's gone up to under 44, I might place a second bet at the at the over 40 or at the under 44. I don't think there's going to be a lot of scoring in this game. It's going to be cold in Kansas City. It's going to be snowy in Kansas City. Right, I saw one weather report said two inches of snow, three inches of snow in Kansas City. Right, it's gonna it's gonna suck. Right? It's it's not gonna be fun in Kansas City. I, I and and I think for everything you mentioned, right, Miami does not have a good defense. Miami does not also have the good offense to overcome KC. KC has the second best scoring defense of any of the fourteen playoff teams. Miami does have a positive turnover margin, but. Yeah, I, I don't back Miami against winning teams. Yeah, and, and you know, uncharacteristic to bet the the revenge game. Uh, if you want to thread a needle, the the Miami Dolphins plus four Kansas City to win uh, is kind of where my head is sitting at. I'm taking Kansas City minus four uh, purely for the odds, uh, but I'm not the most confident in that. But I think Kansas City wins this football game. Yeah. Let's go ahead and get into the third AFC game. We have the Pittsburgh Steelers taking on the Buffalo Bills. The spread is 10 points. Uh, that's a no-brainer for me. I'll take Pittsburgh uh, plus yeah. 10. Yeah, I, I'm with you on it. Pittsburgh plus 10. Buffalo has limped their way – or Buffalo has not limped their way into the playoffs. So I think Buffalo wins this game. But I think it's going to be a hard-fought game. Pittsburgh has a great defense. They Their offense is not that great. But I think Buffalo also – it's going to be a battle of the defenses, right, in Buffalo. I think that's why you see the under 36. And, and when you see the under 36, like that's basically saying Buffalo wins 26 to 10. And I don't think – I think Buffalo could win, you know, 
20 to 10 or 20 to 14, you know, 20, 21, 21, 14 eh, ish. Right. Right. I, I, I think that's, I think that's the score and that's, that's going to cover my, my, or our, our Pittsburgh plus 10. Pittsburgh plus 10, but Buffalo to win, right? Yeah. Buffalo to win. All right. So um, one second playoffs so i have uh cleveland and not not betting buffalo to win by the way all right so i'll have i'll have baltimore mm-hmm. cleveland mm-hmm. and, and uh, buffalo kansas, kc yep. kansas city versus uh it's versus buffalo yeah yeah uh and you're gonna have the same you're gonna have the same thing but you're going houston right I, w- I I I do believe the same thing is happening because I in the model I did forget to remove Casey's last game, but I, I'll I'll stick with Houston. Okay, so you're you're not you're taking Cleveland or not? I will take Houston. You'll take Houston. I okay. agree. I agree with you because I I messed up in the model, but I'll stick to my guns and the beer bet that we made and back the Houston Texans and CJ Stroud. Okay, and your AFC Championship game, uh, Baltimore versus Houston and Kansas City versus Buffalo. Who do you have? Uh, I'm going Baltimore against Buffalo. For all the reasons I talked about Baltimore. Baltimore is going to blow any team out of the water. And I think Buffalo's defense is good enough to beat KC. Okay. Did I break up? Uh uh, a little bit, no. I, I but I heard you say they're they're good enough to break break it. Uh, so you have Baltimore versus Buffalo. <clears throat> I'm going Cleveland. I'm going Cleveland. I'm wow. telling you, bro. I'm a, hitching a Joe Buffalo. Flacco revenge game. I'm hitching my wagon to Cleveland, baby. Let's go. I'm going with Joe Flacco. Cleveland versus. I don't think I don't. Is this the year Josh Allen beats Patrick Mahomes? I think so. This is the year. I think so. We we've never seen Casey limp into the playoffs like this. It's always been the it's always been the reverse, right? Buffalo has always had that end of the year where they're like, Ugh, they crack down because they've won the division. They're not really playing for anything. They get in the playoffs and they have to be like, oh shit, right? But this year, this Buffalo team is locked on. That they're good to go. They've they've proven people wrong, and Casey has limped into the playoffs. And has a little bit of doubts lingering. I think Josh Allen does it. Okay, so so you got uh, and then uh, so Buffalo versus Baltimore. Who are you taking mm-hmm. in to win that? Uh, I'll take. So the funny thing is, and and to to kind of set the stage for my NFC one, I have a bet Bills Niners to make the Super Bowl that I made at the beginning of the season. I'm going to bet against that, and I'm going to say Baltimore makes the <laughs> makes the playoffs or makes makes the Super Bowl. Damn, scared money. All right, so you have Baltimore coming in for the AFC. Yep. I have Cleveland over Buffalo. Cleveland in the Super Bowl. I don't – look, you guys can message me on the side. You can drop comments on YouTube. You can – however you want to let us know that I'm batshit crazy. That's perfectly fine. But the last time I saw Joe Flacco play this red fucking hot, I saw that man win a Super Bowl. And Joe Flacco playing Baltimore? Joe Flacco playing Baltimore in the postseason for Cleveland, whose franchise moved to Baltimore in the dead of night? Like, look, this is the story tale that dreams are made of. When you're watching the 30 for 30, just remember that the prognosticator that I am told you Cleveland Browns to make the Super Bowl. 
Just, just know that's what I said. So I'm taking Cleveland over Buffalo. And yes, it's crazy. Let's go ahead and get into the NFC games. We have the Green Bay Packers traveling into Dallas to take on the Cowgirls. Thoughts, Nick? Both these teams stink. Both these teams stink coming into the playoffs. I do love a Green Bay revenge game, though, right? Or wait, was it? Is it a Dallas revenge game for the uh, for the Des Bryant fumble? It would be Dallas, wouldn't it? It's it's the Dallas revenge game. Yeah, listen, Dallas. Right off the bat, this line is far too high. Right, give me Green Bay plus seven and a half. Right, without even <laughs> yes. thinking, without even thinking. Right, <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. an auto bet. Right, they're playing real good football too right now. Right, they they come into the playoffs as the number six of fourteen ranked offense. I just don't Dallas is Dallas has always impressed with their offense, right? They've always been a team that'll beat you 40 to 42 to 40, right? Right. Coming in, their offense is ranked 13 out of the 14 playoff teams, right? They've limped their way in, they've stumbled their way in, right? And that's even factoring in a 38 to 10 win against the Commanders in in week 18. Right, which I probably shouldn't factor in because their players didn't play, right? Uh, no, they played because they had to no, win the played. division. Okay, all right. Well, still, okay. So, so that's everybody playing, right? Yeah, they're they're not good. They're not good offensively of these playoff teams. Their defense is middle of the road. It's Dallas playing in a playoff game with a giant spread. I I also you know I, give me the Green Bay Packers money line. Hey, that's where I'm at, kid. That's where I'm at, dude. They have been playing good football. Mm-hmm. And I'll be I'll be wrong with this one, taking the dog, right? Yep. But if I'm getting a dog to playing good football, yeah, I'm with it, bro. Uh so I'm I'm doing the same thing. I'm gonna take the Green Bay spread at plus seven and a half, which is a bonkers spread to me. And then Green Green Bay money line, which is plus two ninety-five. Yes, sir. Daddy likes. I'm going to spread sprinkle some pizza money on that. I also want the under 50 and a half. I just feel like this won't be a high scoring game. Okay. Green Bay versus Dallas. I mean, if this, if this is a, if this is a 24, 21 game or a 28, 21 game. Yeah. You hit. Yeah. If if it's 24, zero green Bay, like, you know what I mean? It'll hit. Uh, so I was looking at that under as well. I thought that was too high. I'm gonna go ahead. And, I'll piggyback with you on that one. Okay. I took it at 49 and a half, so I'm definitely gonna take it at 50 and a half. Yeah, of course. <laughs> so you're gonna have like eight under bets because the line's gonna keep going up. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right. So that wraps up our Green Bay Dallas game. We have to pick a winner. We took Green Bay out of that game. Let's go ahead and move into the next matchup. We'll take L.A. Rams traveling to Detroit in what is known as the Jared Goff Bowl. Yeah. Uh, Lions currently set at Detroit minus three, over-unders 51 and a half. Uh, I like Lions minus three, right? I think Detroit, I, I sung their praises earlier. They're, they're steamrolling into the into the postseason, and I don't think the Rams have the, have the defense to stop them. Um, I, I also think Detroit forces turnovers like crazy, and Matt Stafford loves to give the ball away. If there's one thing Matt Stafford loves to do, it's give the ball away. <laughs> did the Rams and the Lions play each other this year? No, they did not. Right? It's a great question. They really did not. Good. No, they didn't. I just they at did it. not. Nope. Uh, so I was 
I, I don't know why I kind of felt like they had played each other this year. So, um, oh, dude, it's the Detroit Lions. Yeah, you know what I mean. There's certain teams like the Dallas Cowboys before, like the Dallas Cowboys before. There's certain teams that put the fear of God in your heart when you bet with them. Yeah, right. And this feels like one of those games. <laughs> Did the Detroit Lions win a playoff game last year? Uh, did they? I thought they did. <laughs> did they make the playoffs last year? Did they? They might have missed the playoffs. I think they. I uh, no, hold on. They beat Green Bay to keep them out. Oh, I think they beat Green Bay to keep them out, and Detroit missed because Seattle. Uh, Detroit did not qualify. Yep, Seattle. Seattle made it. Yeah, that's right. So we really ain't blo- seen. That really blows up my take, doesn't it? We ain't. Yeah, it does. We ain't seen this team in. A playoff game yet yeah they won the division they got that monkey off the game i'm going los angeles rams money line at plus 142 okay yeah well that blows up my take yeah (laughs) yeah i mean this this is this is the first year for the lions against an experienced rams team you know i'll still bet with stats i'll take lions minus three yeah so you got detroit minus three i'll take rams money line a lot of differentiating takes here well, not not really. Uh, we we both had Kansas <laughs> two of them. Buffalo. Yeah. Well, I mean that's there's only six games. Right. That's thirty three percent. I'm not right. that crazy. Uh, yeah. Rams money line, and I kind of want to take the over on this one. I know that's it, bonkers, but over fifty one and a half. A little too rich for my blood, but I can see it being a shootout. I'm thinking like maybe like a third, like a thirty twenty four game. Maybe like yeah. a like a thirty twenty eight game thirty one twenty eight something like that. I think I'm looking at twenty eight twenty seven. Yeah, yeah. Like like the team who has the ball last wins this football game. Ooh, a I- missed a missed every quarterback does something right, but a missed extra point decides the game. I love Oof. the storyline. <laughs> Oof. Yeah, and th- so that it's. And it'd be the most Detroit way. It would. It would be the lose, most Detroit way. Ball game. But since I'm taking Rams money line, let's let us not forget. Always take the points as well. Right. Uh, so I'll take LA Rams plus three at minus 102. Um, okay. Sorry. Lost my train of thought. So that wraps up the second game. Let's wrap up with the final, the awful Monday night football game. They, I will watch this game because it's going to be the Eagles. So I'm going to watch the, obviously I'll watch the Eagles with Eric. I don't mind watching Eagles football. I just hate that it's on Monday. And even Eric was just like, Monday? I think he said because hey, he didn't want he didn't want to wait till Monday. But he didn't want to start his week depressed. Yeah, I get it. No, I'm with him. I'm with him. It, it's been a it's been a it's been a rough ride this this last little stretch. Uh which is <laughs> we're I we're so down in the dumps on eleven on an eleven win football team. Uh, that was ten and one. That was ten and one. Yeah. So I mean it's important to say, but Ah, dude, it's like <laughs> you. I could see them winning. I could see them winning this football game because it's the Buccaneers. They struggled to put nine points up to win the division against the Carolina Panthers, and should have been nine. Should have been down seven nothing early on. If DJ Shark can can hold on to to a football, let me tell you why Philadelphia is going to win. Philadelphia can outscore Tampa Bay, right? They they score tw- even before they hit this this skid in the last. Did five you get that AJ Brown so. news? Uh, they don't know yet. 
He's he's what? questionable. Um, <laughs> even before they hit this, they can't score, right? Tampa Bay can't score even less, right? They have they they have experience, right? They know how to play in the playoffs, right? And and they have a good team that on paper, as you see right there, should beat Tampa Bay. I'm gonna let you know though that when a team has a good scoring offense, what beats it? A good scoring defense? A dominating defense. Tampa Bay has allowed 14.6 points in their last four games. Quality of opponent. What's the opponents? Quality of opponent, sure, but 14.6 is still pretty good. I mean, and Philadelphia has had a minus six turnover differential in their last four games. Let's let's take let's take out that zero point performance by the Carolina Panthers. Okay, do the four games without the Panthers. Okay, without the Panthers game, the Bucks now have the uh, number four scoring defense and the number eight scoring offense. Okay, because I'm looking up. They they gave up 25 to the Falcons. They gave up 20 to the Packers. They gave up 12 to the Jaguars, and they gave up 23 to the Saints. Of their last three? Of their last four, if you got rid of the Panthers. Oh, I, I went to the Falcons as well. So I, I was I thought you were just taking the four games. So you were just taking three instead of – So wait, so week 17, they gave up 23 to the Saints. Week 16, they gave up – 12. 12. And then week 15, they gave up 20. And then, yeah, and then I I thought we were still doing Week a four game sample set, so I was taking that Falcons game at twenty five. No, I mean they they the problem is they don't. If the Eagles do what the Eagles do, what the Eagles do when the Eagles were good, and they drive down and they put points up on the board, it'll be hard for Tampa Bay to come back. If Tampa Bay gets a couple of stops, a couple of turnovers, I think it's looking pretty good for Tampa Bay. I'll take Tampa Bay plus three. I took them at plus two and a half, and I'll take Tampa Bay money line as well. Tampa Bay, it just feels wrong. It does. Bay. It does feel. <laughs> Tampa Bay money line plus one thirty. Look, man. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna be crazy for this one, but I'll take Philly. I'll take Philly money line at minus one fifty five. I I think that's a good bet too. I I the last two weeks of this Buccaneers football team. Against division opponents to win the division, they showed up flat. They lost outright to the Saints, and it says 23-13. It was not that close. Right. Yeah. Right? The Buccaneers scored 13 points in the fourth quarter. They were skunked for, for three quarters against the Saints. And then they scored 13 to kind of make it look kind of kind of you know cute. Right. Oh, we, we you know we scored thirteen. We only lost by ten, and they they didn't even break ten points against the Carolina Panthers. Yeah, we ain't writing home about this Carolina Panthers football team. I know what you're saying. Yeah, they were so bad they fired a first year coach eleven games in. Yeah, I. Oh, oh, you don't have to tell me. <laughs> smart money is to bet the money line, and I might sprinkle some money on the money line at plus one thirty. I just I'm not as convinced. I'm not as convinced with this Tampa Bay Buccaneers football team. And I think this is much more about the Philadelphia Eagles. The Philadelphia Eagles who are banged up and and, and their quality of opponent was significantly better, right? Mm-hmm. They 
well, that so the last three games was was Giants, Cardinals, Giants, but uh, you know they went through a freaking gauntlet of Cowboys, Chiefs, Bills, 49ers, Cowboys, Seahawks. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. those those are all above five hundred football teams. Every one of those, but the Seahawks are in the playoffs. Uh, one of them is a fierce division rival, which we know how that shit fucking goes. I'll, I'll go Philly here, and maybe it's maybe it's a bias. I don't want to bet with Tampa Bay. Maybe yeah, maybe that's what it is. But they can kiss my ass. So you have uh, <laughs> so for the playoffs. Uh, so you took you went chalk division winners. No, no, no. Sorry, you went Green Bay to win, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Green, so Green Bay obviously Green, faced Green Bay, Detroit, and Tampa Bay. So. Green Bay. And I really think in these next round matchups, I think we're going to see some of the closest games that we've seen that, that we've seen. I'm talking within three points. It, it's going to be a battle. Yeah. I think, the, I think the playoff matchups are, are <laughs> there's a lot of parody in the NFL. Usually and this right. year feels even more so with the injuries. Right. So I have San Francisco versus Green Bay. And then I'll have uh, Detroit versus Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. And you'll have Detroit versus Tampa Bay. And San Francisco and Detroit will be your home teams in these mm-hmm. football games. Yeah. Uh, so give me your winner between uh, Green Bay, San Francisco, and Detroit, uh, Tampa Bay. San Francisco wins and Detroit advances. San Fr- <laughs> Did you just want a different synonym there? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, why didn't they just both win? Now nah, Detroit, Detroit didn't win. They just advanced. They just advanced. Survive and advance. That's what Detroit is. Uh, so you have Baltimore versus uh, – so you sorry, San Francisco versus Detroit. San Francisco would host that game. Yeah, if these games go differently, my bet hits. Uh, let's see what let's see what my bet is. Uh, if these games go differently, my my bet hits for a for a, a decent matchup. Uh, and now it logged me out, but I'm going to take Detroit to beat San Francisco in San Francisco. Hot damn. Detroit Detroit to win the NFC, by the way, is plus 800. That's amazing. That's amazing. Also plus 800. That is outstanding uh, value. Uh, That's a fun bet for sure. So you have a Super Bowl of the Baltimore Ravens versus the Detroit Lions, just like the prognosticators drew it up at the start of the season. It's disgusting. By the way, I put a $10 bet on Bills 49ers plus 3,000 at the beginning of the season. Plus 3,000? Plus 3,000, yeah. And you just picked against it. And I you know what? That's you got to be like water, dude. You got to be fluid. And I put I picked the 49ers to beat the Bills in the Super Bowl plus 6500. You picked the 49ers to beat the Bills. To huh? beat the Bills. Yeah. All right. That's not what you have here recorded in the ether. You have Baltimore versus Detroit. This this cannot change. There's no chance next week when some of these teams are eliminated. You can't no, I'm just kidding. Who do you got taking it all though? I'm going to, it's, it's the year of the Harbaugh. Uh, it's Harbaugh season. So Woo-hoo! give me the Ravens. Okay. So Nick has the Baltimore Ravens, formerly the artist, formerly known as the Cleveland Browns, uh, winning the Super Bowl over the Detroit Lions. I, I honestly, 
I would hate that for Detroit fans. Like for them to to get to the Super Bowl and lose would be crazy, dude. If if I gave you a Super Bowl line of 13 points, would you take Detroit plus 13? Against Baltimore? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I wouldn't even blink. I would absolutely jump at that. Okay. Detroit is not a, a, a 13 point worse football team than Baltimore. Okay. And both defenses can be had. We've seen it happen. Um, I have San Francisco, Green Bay, and Detroit, Philly. I'm going to take. <laughs> oh, I'm going San Fran, and I'm going to take. Dude, I just I almost picked Philly again, dude. Rematch. I almost picked Philly again, dude. Rematch it next year or last year. Oh, am I crazy? I don't a little, so. a little, a little bit, huh? They just they have not played good football, but in one game, it's just one game. Right. That's all. That's all I'm betting. And an oblong ball. Oh, all right, dude. Give me San Francisco, Philly, dog. <laughs> I'm rocking it, dude. That takes some steel underpants. To, it really does. That's 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 chutzpah right there. <laughs> that takes some steel underpants. Wait, hold on, hold on. Let me do my best Eric question. No, dude. <sighs> <laughs> so, uh, I will ha- I will take San Fran over Philly in a close game, which is going to give me San Francisco versus Cleveland in the Super Bowl, and I'm taking the Cleveland fucking Browns, bro. Give me the line for Cleveland Browns to win it all right now. Line for Cleveland to win it all. And then put a thousand dollars on it, Nick. (laughs) (laughs) What that's a big piece. (laughs) Cleveland Browns to win it all, uh, plus three thousand. Let's go. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. Join me. A thousand dollars will pay you 31k. Join me on the ride of a century as I ride Cleveland Browns to the Super Bowl. It can be short-lived. I can get zero wins out of this bet. But it's going to be fucking fun. Wait, are you telling me the Cleveland Browns with a free agent quarterback are going to go to the Super Bowl and win it all? I'm not fucking leaving! I'm not fucking leaving! Joe Uh, Flacco is going to win the Super Bowl, bro. He's going to do it again. If Eli Manning gets into the Hall of Fame with his shitbag career, then Joe (laughs) Flacco should get into the Hall of Fame just for this performance alone. Joe Flacco has the biggest dick in the world. (laughs) You got anything else? We went really fucking long, Nick. No. You saw this? We went two hours. Yeah. All right. Thanks for listening. (laughs) <laughs> follow us on instagram twitter and youtube at podcast room 303 i've been your host Jermaine Clo mendes this is my co-host nicholas moran and as always we have with us we'll see you next time when you come on down and step into the room <laughs>